Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Tara Reid and I'm on the Hollywood Rob podcast. And we're here and we're getting down and dirty talking about all the things that are going on in the past, the present, and let's clear up a lot of the rumors that you've all thought about me. And these are the best guys to do it with. So can't wait for you to watch it. And I hope you're all happy. Ciao. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys. I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. If you can tell my voice, I am so excited. I'm drinking. <laughs> See me? I'm drinking. Uh, I'm celebrating because I'm so excited for our guest today. Our guest today is someone who we wanted for so long, and it's finally happening. By the way, my name is Adam Glenn. I am a Hollywood uh, I'm not a Hollywood. I'm based in New York. What am I talking about? I am a journalist. I run on <laughs> the streets doing celebrity interviews. That's what I do. I put them on YouTube and TikTok, and I play some different media outlets around the world. On the other side is my friend Dax Holt, who is a longtime veteran celebrity journalist. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I am not in Hollywood either. I'm in Orange County, California. So, but we are covering all of the Hollywood news now. I, dude, today is so exciting for us. Um, Tara Reid has been, she's been so famous for so long, someone that we have wanted on this podcast, and today is the motherfucking day. It is happening. We got Tara. We have tried for years. We have hit roadblocks. We've hit people that don't even represent her. We've like, whatever. Today, the stars aligned, and we have Tara Reid, and... I, I just I have so many questions for her. I have I don't know. Like I don't I don't I'm almost like so excited. I don't know where to start because I have so many questions for I, her. I, this might be the most ex, I, I, this might be the most excited person I've ever had on the podcast. The most excited person or because you are like, the most excited to have this person. I am the most excited person. Okay. I'm the most this is my this is the guest that I was the most excited for. Yeah. And I say that because like we've had some people coming on who like kind of are gonna like we're their first interview and stuff like that. So it's like we want to make sure. But this person like I'm an actual fan of mm-hmm. like they're a big part of my life. Like, uh, yeah, you guys don't get to hear us uh, fanboy out often, but today is the day. So let's get to some reviews. I'm going to read these real fast so that we can get into our interview with Miss Tara Reed. But all right. This one comes from Juicy says Tina Sav five star. Favorite pod right now. Came to it here after listening to you guys on Juicy Scoop. Love that it's a mix of various lists, including top stories of the week and celeb interviews and insiders. That is us to the T. Um, you know, we, we like kind of giving you this all-around look of Hollywood. Um, 
by giving you the insiders, by giving you the celebs, by giving you media moguls, by giving you kind of a little bit of it all. All right. And then this one comes from Stacy DR. It says, the content we didn't know we needed, five stars. I'm so glad you were on the Heather McDonald so I could discover your podcast. I'm already going to deep dive to find shows I need to listen to. Thanks for giving us the content we didn't know we needed in our lives. Love it. That is why we're here. We like giving you stuff you had uh, no idea that you wanted to hear. Like, I'm telling you, the amount of people that were like, oh, I didn't know I wanted to listen to Mike the Situation, but I did, and I'm happy I did, or whoever else we've had on here. Because God, we've had so many guests. But I'm ready, yes. dude. I'm, um, I'm ready for this. All right. I am ready. Dax, tell us about our guest today. All right. Our guest today is someone who started uh, this podcast years ago and really wanted to have them on because we were such fans of her movies. But how she was so involved in just like the Hollywood scene as a whole. And we wanted to have an honest conversation about just Hollywood culture. And, you know, I think we just knew that she would deliver more than most. You know her from projects like American Pie, Van Wilder, Big Lebowski. Ladies and gentlemen, Tara Reed. So, uh, Tara, thank you so, so much. You have no idea how excited we are. We have been doing this podcast for a couple of years, and you have always been on the top of our list to have on this podcast. I, I know that it just has never worked out until today, but I am so excited. We're going to get to all the fun projects you're working on, your appearance on The Boys, uh, being on the show Ghost, uh, EPing this new project, Walking in LA. We've got so many things that we want to talk about, but... We need to do some ass kissing first. All right. You've been our dream guest for many reasons. <laughs> One, because you were single handedly the best TMZ guest host there ever was. And I have to say that I was there in person and I've said it for years. You were so funny, uh, so down to earth, and I loved it. I'm going to get into it. And you were a part of like our childhood, you know, and when it comes to uh, American Pie movies and so many other things. Uh, thank you for joining us. It's uh, lovely to be here, and um, I'm happy to be joining you. I've, you know, obviously I've known you since TMZ, oh, and yes. actually you were my favorite as well. And uh, I'm glad <laughs> you got to move on in another direction, and we all did. <laughs> so but, um, going back yeah, to when you are uh, like hosted, you filled in for Harvey. That day, I'm telling you, we, we had numerous people come through. Jerry Springer hosted, John Cena hosted, Little John hosted. And your name always comes to my mind because you were so funny. I remember you ripping us because of the cars that were in the parking lot. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me, Harvey? Like, look at the cars. Like, these guys should be getting paid. Like, they're on prime time every day. They should all have work. She was like, why is there a bunch of Come on, Hondas? Like, this doesn't work. It makes no sense. No it problem. was so funny and so perfect. And uh, from that day, I just feel like you you – you switch, and I don't want to say I had an opinion of you. I just knew you from covering you, and and that day you came in, and I felt like everything turned in my head in regards to what I thought of Tara Reid. You just became like a comedian in my mind, and someone so cool. So anyway, I'll be done ass kissing. Adam, it's your turn. No, I and you know here's another thing. When I ask kiss, I'm from Jersey. You're from Jersey, so it's cool. Just like I always root for Jersey. You know, it's cool to see a Jersey person doing well. And it, it's just cool like that. But also, American Pie was such a big movie of my generation. It was my, our generation's porkies in some way to Bachelor Party. Like, it was just, 
you know, it, it was a movie that you just remember where you were when you first saw it. And I feel like looking back at that time, the trailer of the movie didn't even really showcase what the movie was. And then you saw the movie and you were just like laugh out loud, just like, you know, it was just so good and so funny. And it was just like, I remember buzzing about this movie and telling everyone, have you seen American Pie? You have to go see American Pie. This is when people are actually going to movie theaters. So again, a- another part is you were just a big part of our, our youth. We were growing was, up with you. Come, you know, you were... You are a hot chick. You are you are our girl. You were like you were the girl we had posters of from Maxim to FHM. Like they were our girl. It's so funny, and I appreciate that you say that. It's so funny. So, well, it's not funny that, but my house just got flooded, and uh, so now we're looking for like new furniture, and they're demolishing the floors, and it's a whole mess. And so yesterday we went into a, a bed store to get a new mattress because it got flooded, and. Um, I went on feeling every mattress, like, which one's better? It's soft, it's hard, like, you know. It sounds very weird if I just said that it's soft and hard, but whatever. But um, the guy comes up to me and he's like, he's like, you have no idea. He's like, I was bought up with you. Like, you mean everything to me. I cannot <laughs> believe you're in my story now. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm, like, laying on mattresses. <laughs> I'm asking, is this too soft or is this too hard? <laughs> what, what's been the... It, it's pretty funny. <laughs> what's the weirdest place that someone has recognized you? And the only reason I ask is I was getting a massage the other day, and I'm just ass naked under the sheet, and the lady goes, I loved you on TMZ. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not the time to tell me that. <laughs> So yours was definitely uncomfortable getting the massage <laughs> and saying they're your biggest fan of TMZ. I mean, you can't get weirder than that, you know? But, like, even this, I mean, think, I think, like, every day we kind of all have, like, a weird moment of something. But when the people are so kind in that weird moment, what are you supposed to say? Like, oh, this is awkward? Or even though you know in yourself, like, this is weird. Like, this is awkward. I mean, in a certain yeah. way, you have to appreciate it because... They're just telling the truth. But in this situation, it's extremely awkward. Like, you know, in your situation, getting a massage and you're naked on GMZ. I'm testing out beds. Asking what, if I want it hard or soft. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, so it true, is what so it true. is. So, you know, I, actually, Tara, I want to go back to American Pie. You know, when you guys were making the movie, did you guys know how big the movie was going to be? We had no clue. I mean, the beginning of the movie, it wasn't even called that. It was first called something like how we could make uh, – a huge comedy under $10 million for a huge studio. I think that was what it was called at first. And then it was called some, uh, um, Great Falls. Um, and then Great Falls was a high school the guy that wrote it from Michigan. And then it changed. And then finally it changed to American Pie. But it went through its whole stages. And most people that read, most actresses and actors that read the script, the first one, they were all like, no way. I'm not doing this movie. It's way too graphic. It's way over the line. No way. So, so many famous celebrities passed on it. And it turned out to be, their, it turned out to be our blessing and they're probably their curse. Like, look at like the most person I'm so proud of right now. Look at Jennifer Coolidge. She's killing it. So, so who, who, and she even said it in her speech. She's like, I don't mind doing American five and six. So who actually like, passed yeah, on the movie Jennifer. then? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. I don't know the names. Like, obviously, they don't tell you. But I just know that it was like a high realm of people bigger than we were at the time. And then once we all did it, then we, we... jumped the stage again and so many people like and how many auditions did it take you to actually land the part well for american pie i was shooting urban legend um so i was shooting that in uh, toronto so they already like we talked and my agents were you know but i had to come in the final edition you know so i didn't have to go through like 10 editions so i literally flew in did the edition and flew right back out because i had to shoot and they, they, you know, the producers were nice enough to let me even fly to take the edition. So I flew in and, you know, Urban Legend is a horror film. It's completely different than American Pie. I flew in and, and I did the edition. I thought, I don't think I'm going to get this one. Like, I'm a little, like, I'm a freaky side, like, horror, you know. Like, but I did it. And then um, I landed in back, you know, in Toronto. And, uh. I got the call that I got the part, but I really didn't think I was going to get it. I really didn't. But I, um, and they, they worked with me a lot on it. Like a lot of times when you do additions, uh, you get like one time to do it, maybe two times to it. And they're like, okay, thank you very much. Bye. You know, you're like, wait, wait, I can do it better. You know? Um, but they did work with me on the character. They did let me play with her, you know, and, and, and try to direct me. And, uh, you know, I give them props for that because they they were trying to find it if if they had it if I had it in me or if they had it in me to play this role, and um, awesome. it, it all worked out. <laughs> it was such a good movie. And then when so when the movie took off, how did your life change? Like not just your career because I'm sure your career changed. You started to get more auditions and roles, but how you know part of your career? How did everything change from that? I think it changed a lot because at the time I was also dating Carson Daly. You know, so we were kind of like mm-hmm. the first kind of it couple before there was the it couples. Um, we didn't get the name together, thank God. But you know what I mean? Um, but I remember we were living in New York City. And I remember um, just so much was going on. I had at the time I had, you know, we had American Pie out, like Josie and the Pussycats, Urban Legend. They all were kind of the same time, the same area, Cruel Intentions. And... Uh, you know, in New York, you know, they have like the little newsstands and then they have the like, delis and they put all the uh, magazines up. And I remember, yeah, and I remember walking outside my apartment in New York and I look over and I look at the stand and I literally, I was on the cover of Maxim. I was on the cover of, uh, 
what was it? Uh, uh, Vogue, Teen Vogue. I was on the cover of uh, uh, Rolling Stone. <laughs> I mean, like, it was insane. There was all these covers at once. And I was like, holy cow. Like, this is crazy. It, I didn't realize how big it was mm-hmm. and how big they all came together. Because, you know, one movie is something. And then once you get another one, it's something. And then they build up. And they're like, all right, now she's big. And so even if it's a movie from a year ago, but now you get all these, they all take the press at the same time, like a snowball effect. And I didn't understand it, but I understood it. It was the first time I realized that, wow, like, I think I might be famous. <laughs> like, like I, I was always scared or nervous, and I, I didn't even see it like that. But I'll never forget that moment when I saw all those covers in the magazines, like, in the shops, everywhere, just... Everyone went staring at me, just walking home, you know, getting like, a, you know, you know, cream cheese and a bagel. <laughs> That's all I got it every day. And then all of a sudden, the fans came out. It felt like overnight, yeah. So wild. So pretty crazy. I'm not an actor. I don't do movies or anything like that. I don't know how residuals work. Does that movie still pay money after all these years? Oh, yeah, they all do. It's funny. It's It's... It's not just from here. You'll get like international residuals. So you'll get like Spain, da 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 da, Australia, da 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 da. So it's not just like American residuals. It goes from each country. I mean, that's the beauty of SAG, Screen Actors Guild, because they follow everything on that. So you're always like paid for something. I mean, sometimes, don't get me wrong, they'll get a check for 10 cents, <laughs> like, you know, or 21 cents, or a dollar 45, you know, and then you get that big check for like 9,000. But, um, you know, they they definitely are still widely uh, accepted on my side. <laughs> could, could you live off of one big movie? Uh, like if, if someone was in, let's say, Avatar or I, I don't know, maybe even American Pie. Can yeah. you live off of the residuals for the rest of your life? Not, not, it depends. If you're talking about like Avatar, yes. If you're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio movies, yes. Um American Pie, you can't live the big lifestyle, but you'll be all right. But you have to have all that. You have to own the house already, have the cars already, mm-hmm. mortgage paid off. You know what I mean? So it'd be enough money to let you live. You just have to make the money first to buy everything. You know, I think a lot of mistakes people do is rent everything mm-hmm. to save their money and then spend it. You know, I was smart enough in the very beginning to buy. So I'm in a position where I'm... I'm I'm, I'm always going to be okay. I'm never going to be like, you know, hopefully I'll become a billionaire one day. You know, like the song, I want to be a billionaire. Like, you know, like, <laughs> all of that. like Oprah's magazine, like everyone's that. But at the end of the day, um, I'll always be okay. I love what I do. Uh, I'll keep always working even when, uh, you know, times are tough or, or, or the media can be tough on me. I've never given up on myself. Mm-hmm. I never given up on something that I love so much and that's acting. So when you love something so much, and any career, or any field you do, I feel like you love, you know, your your podcast. You've been so proud of this for so long. I know, like we've been trying to get together on this for a while. It's your passion. So when you love something that you work on, my advice to anyone is just keep doing it because it will pay off. Like you're gonna go through hardships, like hard times, good times, and say sometimes you know what? Let's just give this up, forget it. But that's your biggest mistake. As soon as you do that bam, the biggest job comes out. And that's just like believing in yourself. And I know like, 
you know, in, in this last few years, there's been so much trouble with people with mental health and like, you know, COVID, you know, it's been really extremely hard on everyone, you know, especially in the entertainment field because, you know, it's just gone to almost nothing. Everything's shut down constantly and there's very few actors that are working and, um, but you don't give up and you just keep going and you just keep going and, and, and eventually something will click again. It always does. It's just patience is a virtue. Yeah. You know, it's nice. It's, yeah. it's actually really nice to hear you say that because, you know, again, you've been in this business for a long time and there's been some amazing moments and there's been some hard times, you know, but I think one thing about you is you've always kept punching. And I think that's what people love about you. You know, like you, you've made fun of yourself. You had fun with it, but you, you never gave up. And obviously your passion for acting shows because you got some really cool projects in the works and it's like, oh, cool. She's still fucking crushing it. So it's really cool. Um, I have a question for you though. Like, me and Dax have covered a ton of red carpets. You know, we know what it's like on our side of doing it, but how is it like for you when you walk the red carpets? When you're going down the red carpet, there's a lot of pressure because you're there to promote a movie, but, you know, obviously you want to look good. You want to do these red, these interviews and you have to take the photo. But what's, you know, our audience hasn't been to, not all of our, some of our audience has, but not a lot of people have been to a red carpet and experienced it like you have. What is it like from your perspective I, or your side? I think there's like, I think there's two sides to it. So, a, if it's your movie, totally different. If it's your movie, it's your movie, you're on the red carpet, you have a lot more power, you know? So you can control the interview more. If you're just going to someone else's movie and the red carpet, not so much. So you have to be careful who you talk to and who you don't. And you have to watch your past mistakes or the interviewers that did wrong to you and not forget that. You know, and, and, and be careful who's going to pick on you or who's going to be nice to you. Because that one interview could change everything for you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I get hesitant to do a lot of interviews. Because what if I say the wrong thing? And then that's blasted everywhere. And those people think it was good for the show. But it actually wasn't really because they just crushed a career. You know, so there's that, there's that side I think that maybe you guys should think about too. That maybe you don't think on your side. But on my side, going through it, it's like, which interview do I do? Like, do I take the chance and do this interview? Are they going to be nice to me? Are they going to try to spin it and make it bad? And, and that is something that I'll, I never will know. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes kind of gut, gut instincts if you should do it or not. Because once they start aiming at, like, certain things, you already know where the interview is going to go, you know? And I, I think once you get the interviews that, that people want to know your truth and people, like, want to hear you they want to see that you're you're cool and you're normal and, and i think those are the interviews that get way farther you know but the, the the other ones that you know you get defensive and you know they're to me that's not a really good interview at all and then it makes me you know hold it inside and not really want to do interviews because you've been burnt so many times you get scared what made you say yes to us because I've known you for too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I really honestly so appreciate you coming on. I want to get into like, you know, a, as a woman, how much and a, a sex symbol, one of the biggest sex symbols that we've had in our generation, how much pressure is there to not only be hot, but stay hot? Because I feel like it's very different for, for men in this industry. But what is it like for you as a woman feel having those pressures? I mean, I'm going to be honest, a lot of it's genetics. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. only so much you could do. Um, 
but it is what it is. I mean, we are in a, a, a situation where we're lucky. There is so many things to, to keep you from the best face creams or, you know, to anything that, that we have available to, to anyone right now. So it's a lot easier for girls to stay looking hot. But still, again, it's definitely genetics, too. Like, you can't really, like, your weight or your this or that. I mean, you know, everyone could do the best they could do, and then you could try to get help on the other side. So, a little like, here, a little there, a little this, a little that. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You don't look any older. Dax, are you getting Botox? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I uh, I try not to age. That is one of my daily routines. Just don't age in the morning. But no, <laughs> I, it's just funny. I, you know, you you, you see uh, these women out here who, who, who talk about it a lot and about the like, you know, don't filter stuff on Instagram because you're giving this like non-authentic view to the world and to young girls and you know, not everyone has been placed in the situation that you I don't have. Filter, I don't filter anything. No, the only thing that's ever been filtered if I do like magazine covers has nothing to do with me. Yeah. But anything you see that I post ever has never been filtered. Like, that's a fact. Like, I, like never. Because what's the difference? Yeah. It is what, when I walk outside and see the same thing. You know, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not 25 anymore. I know that I'm very happy. You know, I'm 47 with my age and I'm happy the way I am. And I think as life, as I get older, has become better for me. I've become wiser. I've learned so many things and been through a lot. I've lost both my parents in this time frame since you've seen me. And I had to grow up a lot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in my life. And um, and it was certainly for the best, you know, and, and I feel protected with my family over me and, and I always feel love. And but also made me realize like I don't have mom and dad anywhere to protect me. Like I, it's just me now, mm-hmm. and um, there's a difference when that happens. There's a there's a different kind of feeling when you just can't call your mom on the phone anymore. You can't call your dad. You know, like even for the simplest things, like mom, what was that recipe you made that I, I used to love? Like where do I call her? There's no phone to, to heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, there's just I think. You know, there's a lot that goes on between that. And it's a lot of growth that you have to do with yourself. And I mean, there's moments that you want to cry. You know, you you, you miss everyone. But um, I think there are great moments. There are powerful moments. And I think that's, I think moments make a life. And they make your dreams come true. I think yeah. they put it in a really reality check. Yeah, you live off those memories now, you know, you got to think back of how amazing things were and that you got to live the life you did with those people. Absolutely. So, no, sorry, I didn't mean to make you, you sad. <laughs> we went on another, no. well, well, I'm going to go home and, and hug my mom and my dad. Thank you. Yeah, please. I, I need to do that. Make um, sure you get all her recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will for sure. Um, no, the other thing I think, you know, we wanted to get into was we covered you so much, Tara, throughout the years. Um, because you had one of the biggest names in Hollywood, we obviously covered you. You, you know, you were, you got to live that 2007 time period that I think everyone looks back and wishes they got to be there during, you know, when Brittany and Lindsay were out and just having the time of our life. And, 
do do you feel that you were labeled accurately as the party girl or you know hell you were just having a good time living through your youth do you feel like you were treated fairly in the media um i think the media got it wrong with me like you've never heard one story you worked for tmz never once i was never late to set ever mm-hmm. i always knew my lines i never messed up i never got a dui i never got arrested so but I love to pop a bottle of champagne and dance on a table. You know what I mean? So I got that party girl image. And I was also one of the international girls that you'd see me in Saint-Tropez, Ibiza, Sardinia. You know, I was a traveler. So when I wasn't working, I partied. And yeah, it was the ultimate party girl, I think, in the world. But when I worked, I was serious. I think the media got that confused. You know, I would work hard, play hard. But I never played hard when I was working. And I think that's where they lost the messages in between. And I think that that's where it hurt me career-wise in a huge, huge way. And then I look at like a lot of my peers, you know, back then, they weren't actors. They really didn't have much they were doing, but they were allowed to party, whatever. And they were getting these massive careers. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, this is wrong. But years have gone by now and it's fine. Like, you know, in the beginning, I didn't really get it. You know, I didn't understand like the double standard because you're young, you're young, you're new. The whole, the whole career's new, Hollywood's new. All of a sudden the cameras were new, TMZ was new, paparazzi were new. It all happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we were ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it, how much it would hurt me career-wise. It, I, if I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have gone out as much. You know, I, I, or I would, but I would have stayed home. But we didn't know that we had to do that then. And just kind of like, it's like, all of a sudden you guys all came out at once. It was crazy. And then I became a focus because it was so easy to focus on me. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. She is crazy tonight. Just dance at tables tonight. Like, just doing that. Like, it was so easy. You had me and all the girls. that Everyone was doing it. Um, I think they got to skip the line. And I just, to this day, I still think I get a lot of the punishment from it. But I think... Are finally getting over that border, which is finally, you know, it's only taken me like 30 years. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I get it and I understand it now. And I, I, I'm not mad. Like, I, I forgive the whole situation on everything. And like in my life right now, I just, I'm happy I'm alive. You know, I'm happy I'm happy, healthy, and everyone around me is. And I just, you know, want to live each day every day like it's our last day because in these times we really don't know what's going on it's absolutely madness you know so i just want to i mean that's even why i did this interview with you because i know you've wanted to do it for a while and i said you know what let's do it now it's time you know and i i mean that from the bottom of my heart yeah, no I, again I, I appreciate you saying all this and i think part of the why we wanted you to come you know again we started doing this podcast years ago when we first started doing it we we're rumbling off guests who we love to have and you were like the first person that popped in her head because, again, A, you were a very famous actress and we loved American Pie and Van Wilder. I mean, I could go through your whole Rolodex of films you did. But then also, you know, you were an interesting person because we sort of covered you. You know, we weren't – I mean, I could say – and I think Dax, we're both not the ones that throw you under the bus. We were just kind of like working for the army but just – we weren't the ones really kind of putting the pressure on. I think there was other people in the media who were so labeling. We were just kind of, I don't know, just – guys on the ship just stirring it but um we just want to hear like about your side and your perspective during all of this 
And um, like, so your time during that, like the people, do you think like, and I just want to know, cause I know from my sources, but like the people, were people trying to sell you out? Like, were, did you like notice like your friends in the Hollywood circle, like trying to tip off that? Oh, I definitely, I definitely saw that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know who it was. I had ideas cause there's no way that there's certain things that would come out that there's no way that anyone would know that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we had a couple friends that, we started figuring out that was definitely going to TMZ. And, you know, we started chopping the people down more and more. And I had a lot less friends. It got smaller and smaller and smaller. And probably to this day, I probably have like eight friends in the whole world. Like, they're really my friends. You know, I have a lot of acquaintances. We all do. But that I really trust. And, um, but, you know, in the beginning, we didn't realize that. You know, it, it was very confusing. But then when you started realizing it was like constant like every time you got this certain crowd or certain people like it was in the paper the next day or the next thing you're like no one knew we'd be there how you know so and then you know people got money off these leaks and the more they got money they loved it so they would just leak everything even if it wasn't true so part of the reason why i was getting annoyed with tmz is because and and it was known to cover its facts and you guys know that mm-hmm. you know and they didn't cover all their facts all the time. But I didn't want to get in a fight with TMZ. That would be the dumbest move to make. Yeah. You know? So I feel I still know that to this day. I feel know? like but, everyone everyone like has this idea of what being famous is like and how everyone wants to be famous and everyone wants to everyone talking about him, but there is a different side and don't don't get me wrong i'm not poo-pooing what it's like to have fame and money and that kind of stuff but i think there is another side of fame that is a difficult side like you just said you don't know who to trust and you think these people are friends and they're the ones benefiting I mean, off and that can be really tough like, it goes as far as you know i had a publicist at the time and uh, he he also his partner also represented Prez hilton mm. Now, Perez Hilton was one of the biggest people that crushed me. Now, why is my publicist not protecting me? I mean, and how does he know this stuff that he's putting it out and Perez is writing bad things about me every day? I mean, it's all hand in hand in hand. Like, and you don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe it. Like, no one wants to believe something bad. You just think, okay, go away. But then eventually, it's in your heart. You know something's bad. It's not right. When it stinks, it stinks. You know, And, and and... it stunk and I had to leave, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to separate myself from Hollywood for a little while and that helped me, you know, I had to step out and I left, I left Hollywood for probably a couple of years mm-hmm. and moved to Europe. Um, I obviously had enough money at the time, you know, and, uh, I lived my best life there and went around and had a great time in Europe. They love you. You can wear a bikini. They think you look great. You do this and you're dancing on champagne on a yacht. They think you're fabulous. The tabloids there. Here they're like, in America, if you're drinking, you're a bad person. If you're happy, you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. If you're partying, you're a really bad person. Like, celebration in, in America is just, it doesn't let you celebrate. In Europe, everyone wants to celebrate every night for anything. And I think that's one of the things I, I realized about America, that, that they don't, Americans don't really support Americans that much. Like, they take them down. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're an American, you go to Europe, they just want to party with you. They want to have fun. Like, they dance. They love music. And you'll see parents out with their kids dancing outside on the beach. Like 
there's no such lifestyle that here. Like you're not going to see a, a beach club in Malibu, you know, like, yeah. it's not San Pepe. I get that. But there, you know, there's also a difference of people should be able to still have fun and not be scared to have fun. And in America as an actor, at least in the limelight, you know, we're scared of fun. If anyone catches it on a camera, but you guys go out at night and you could party on the best of your life. You're not scared. You do nothing different than I do. I just have to be careful because if I do it, I'm a bad girl. If you do it, you're the coolest guy with your friends. That's yeah. the difference. Double standard. Um, do you do you wish that your shoot to stardom would have been, let's say, 20 years later during the social media craze? Because then you could have gone on and refuted a, a story like you didn't have the opportunity because this was all before social media, before people could kind of like have their own voice. Everything had to go out through a magazine, through a publicist, through another source. And social media has changed all that. Do you wish you would have had that opportunity that young stars have today? I mean, there's a, yes, of course I wish I would have had the opportunity to stick up for myself. But there's also a part of me that I think that the Hollywood that I lived in, they were still real stars, you know, like we were the raw young Hollywood. I think today's Hollywood is just like from the YouTuber and I don't, I'm not saying anything bad about them, but from YouTubers to those, the all social media, it's different kind of stardom. It's different. It's just different. You know, like even if you watch Jersey Shore, imagine I did that. They probably would have killed me. Like, in, in the, like not even like literally, I probably would have gone to jail. Are you sure they're all making trillions of dollars now and they're making another one now and they all have babies and stuff well i don't get it yeah. if i even did one thing like that you know that's it terry's done i mean i think the double standard especially i think when it came to me was just out of control mm -hmm. maybe i should have been a rock star <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Which I, 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 you know obviously during that time i think a lot of people saw you and like fuck she's living the life like i wish i could experience that just for one night because you were Again, if anybody else was in that position, I think majority of people would have, of course, they want to go out, celebrate, hang out with the cool crowd, see these people. I mean, it's a, it was pretty cool, fun song. What was your coolest Hollywood night? Like the wildest night in Hollywood where drinking champagne, popping bottles, a lot of people around you. It just became, it's that night you look back like, fuck, that was a crazy cool night. I think it was probably at the Cannes Film Festival. It wasn't in Hollywood, but it was all the Hollywood people. And um, we were at uh, Roberto Cavalli's boat. And he had this private party, and you had everyone there. Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, like, you name it, everyone was there. But it was, like, still a private party. And everyone was just having fun and, and drinking and dancing and we had the best DJ playing. And and I remember, like, out, and I'm looking, at like, we're all dressed in glamour and, like, these beautiful gowns, and the guys are in tuxedos. And I remember dancing around as the boat's flowing, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know, and I'm like, wow. And at that moment, I thought, this is what it's about, like that moment that I'll never forget. That was a moment that to this day is the number one moment in my that's head. That's so going, cool. Wow. Damn, that's a good moment right there. That is that is probably one of the best moments I've heard from any of our guests. It's not not every day does people get to be on a yacht off the coast of Cannes with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. So good job. <laughs> that's dope. I wanna when I think <laughs> when I think of Hollywood and partying and I always wanted to know because it's like, what's it like inside Chateau Marmont? Because that is one of the most famous locations, but like not a lot of people go in there. And 
it's kind of mysterious. What's it like in there? I mean, there's two ways about it. I mean, if you're going to go in a room there, like in hotel rooms, <laughs> it's definitely haunted, first of all. We all know that. That's how it's definitely haunted. But I mean, there's so many times I've been in different rooms with a lot of celebrities and a lot of, you know, things are what they are in Hollywood. But um, it's definitely, definitely a creepy place. Like, people just fall down the stairs for no reason, like, crack their heads open. Or, like, I, mean, I can't tell you some of the weird stuff I've ever seen in that hotel. But you'll meet some of the craziest, most, uh, the biggest stars in the I, world in those rooms in Hollywood. I remember seeing the Olsen twins, like, going into there. And I was like, oh, my God, the Olsen twins at the Chateau Marmont. It was, like, all worlds combined right there. I, I love the Olsen twins, too. Um, can, can I ask you about one other... <laughs> famous TMZ video. Um, so obviously the sure. video that they have played a billion times was the Kim K Paris Hilton video where they walked in. But that was so that's what I want to get to Tara, right? the rest of the story that no one else ever played. Because that video, no, but that video, TMZ yes, lied. They cut off like getting to I got in right after. Yeah, it looks like that. But then TMZ cut it. That's not what happened. They let them in first and went right after. It wasn't the story that TMZ pretended it was. You know, but TMZ did that so, to me all the time. You know that. Like, they just loved to pick at me because I was a story that, that could so always what was be. The re so the tell me story. what the rest of that night know, was like and, for you, the night that no one else saw. Nothing. We went inside and everyone had the same time. Everyone was happy, cool, whatever. But I yeah. knew the next day what was going to happen. And then when TMZ kept playing that and the whole world kept playing that thing over and over again, it made me feel like an idiot, you know, and it hurt my feelings and it shouldn't have happened like that anyway, but it did. So you got to get over it. But at the same time, it was like, come on, man. Like, why did you have to cut the video there? You know, and real life team TMZ definitely has a stock where that it wasn't cut off right there, but they, they chose to, because it's better for the show. I, I get that, you know, but that to me, like, I don't even care about that. That's like the least of my worries of, of the past of the things that I worry about. I've always in my mind thought that you got in and like went and sat with Paris and Kim and had a great night. That's like always what's been in my brain. So I just was we always did. curious if it happened. Yeah. But we did. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we did. Completely. Like the whole looks and the whole thing made no sense to me. I just but, to like, ask you. Whatever. How did you how do you deal with the paparazzi on your end? Yeah. Like especially during that time. Like what would what were you doing? Would you talk to them off camera and like, would you work out trades? Like, hey guys, get me going in. Like, how do you develop that balance? There's, being... certain, there's certain paparazzis. There's certain paparazzis. Like, you got to learn who they are, you know? Like, honestly. And there's certain paparazzis that you know actually become your friends. Like, you'll be like, please don't take a picture of me tonight. I give you pictures every single night, but not tonight. And they'll literally put their camera down, like on the ground out of respect and just let you go. There's a lot of that, that no one ever hears that side about paparazzi. They're not all bad. Then you have the ones that just try to make the worst picture at the worst time and try to ruin your life. But there's also other ones that, that actually care. So I have to give a paparazzi not, you know, 50-50. They're not all bad. You know, people should know sure. that. Yeah, no, that. you're 100% right. It's a, it's a relationship. It's a balance. And... You know, you've been around a lot of them. And, you know, there's some of them where, like, again, they're just trying to do a job. But you were also around it during the time where, like, you're going into the car and they're just filming you the entire time. Like, you walk out of a club at 2 a.m. 
and like you're you walked into a reality show where they keep the camera and the light on you because they're just waiting for something to happen. Yeah, but those are the bad ones. And then even if the good ones are around, they'd be like, hey, man. I mean, have you ever seen some of the videos where the paparazzi get in fights with each other? <laughs> you know, like, it's amazing. Like, there's some that, like, there's some that want to make that dollar. You know, there's some that say, all right, I'm going to make the next dollar there because she's going to let me have the only picture. You know, and there's, that's the truth. So it, it just goes either way. There's some that have, like, are, are relentless. Some have a heart. And you know the difference, just like we all do. We have instincts. You know, we have to go on our instincts. And even if our instinct is wrong about the person, it's not ever really that wrong. Mm -hmm. Trust me. So we have we have a group on Facebook. It's our, our private Facebook group. It's called Off the Record. And we told them that you'd be coming on and just said, hey, is there any questions? Because our fans don't have access to Tara Reid. So we were like, do you guys have any questions you would like us to ask her? And one of the questions came in and said, how has Hollywood changed you after you get negative press? How does that change a person um, in in Hollywood? Is that is there an answer you can give to that person? Yeah, um, I think it makes you more defensive. Mm -hmm. It makes you much more aware um, of your surrounding. Um, if you're smart enough and have a heart, you're not going to let that beat you down. Because why? Why should the bad person beat the good person down? Yeah. But you just have to be more aware of what's around you. So at the end of the day, it's made me smarter. It's made me more aware. My instincts are better. Mm -hmm. So I don't find it as, as a bad thing. I actually find it as a good thing. Because if it wasn't for all those bad things, I would be sitting here with you guys right now talking about it. Yeah. What about, and I had another question come through, is what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want your legacy to be? Do you want to do like talk show hosting? Like, where do you? What do you want people to remember Tara Reid by? I had this. Um, I don't have it with me. I'm at home right now. But uh, in uh, fourth grade, I had this assignment. It was this book. It's called All About Me, mm -hmm. and it had to be from the day you're born, from your birth, how much you weigh, and this and that. So from one years old, two years old, then went to kindergarten, first grade, and ended up third grade. And it was all these pictures of your family and stuff. And then it had the, the the future, you know, at the end. And this is like, I mean, this is what I was thinking back then. And I had a picture of it being married. And I had a picture of uh, like a husband and wife, not me, literally, but cut out a picture in a magazine of the husband and wife. And I cut out a picture of babies. And then I cut out a picture of the Academy Award. So let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a vision board. That's great. But I did that when I was like eight. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Hey, you never so know. You never know, Tara. It's it's like, listen, we're, we're sitting here talking about, you know, Brendan Fraser up for an Oscar right now. You know, I would have never thought Brendan Fraser would be there. And the guy has persisted and worked and worked and he is up for a motherfucking oscar right now i love it so I hope you it. Yeah, yeah it's so cool i don't know it's just i i love stories like that and you know i hope that one day all your your visions come true thank you you just did a guest role on ghost which is obviously a huge show how did that come about were you nervous to film it because it's obviously so big no, Ghost, by the way, is the coolest show on TV. Like, I, I'm not just saying because I, I got this part in it. 
But the whole funny part is I play myself, which is not really me. And the character I play is obviously Tara Reid. But the guy, so Ghost is all about these dead spirits that haunt this house. And there's two living people that are alive in the house. And the one girl fell down the stairs. I mean, she did. Um, she got to see the ghost, but the husband never did. So she's talking to the ghost all the time. And then he finally leaves her. But there's like a house of like 20 ghosts. So they're never alone, you know. And there's one guy, supposedly, he was at my birthday party years ago. And he got killed. <laughs> and he was, like, in love with me. He thought he was going to marry me. And he always talks about it in, in the house. So they find a piece of some, like, whatever. Anyway, I go to the ghost house that's haunted. And he's, like, trying to, like, get in touch with me. But I didn't know he's the ghost. And I can't say it. I'm telling way too much. I'm probably in control. <laughs> but it's, it's really funny. And it's such a great cast and such great, like, producers. And, like, everyone on the show, you couldn't ask for a better show. And, like, it's just funny. And everyone is just amazing. You'll love the show. Like, honestly, watch it. That's awesome. And Walking in LA, I know you're an EP on that, which is a big project for you right now. Is there anything you <laughs> want to tease people with that? Yeah, I mean, that's fun. It's about, you know, um, I can't say everything, but it's about a dog walker. I'll put it that way. He winds up uh, taking a lot of celebrities' dogs and walking them and all the demands the celebrities have and how the dogs act and, like, what happens inside their hair, this, that. But it's really funny. It's like, what's the movie with, um, what is it, with um, Jennifer Coolidge and, uh, what's it called? The dog one. Um Oh, Best in show. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it's a little bit like that kind of whole idea. It's it's definitely hysterical, and uh, I think it's a great. People love dogs, you know. People love goofiness and stuff like that. So I think that would be a really good show. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about both of them. I love it, Tara. Thank you so freaking much for coming on the podcast. Uh, we have looked forward to this, and you did not disappoint. I loved hearing your perspective on so much throughout the years. Uh, and if anyone wants to follow her, obviously she's at Tara Reed. She is the OG Tara Reed. So she better be having her handle on IG and, and Twitter and everything else. And thank you again. Um, you know, it, this has been I really, so really fun. I appreciate it. You guys, you were awesome. And I had a great time. And uh, thank you. Tara Reed. Terry, <laughs> I know, dude. I, I love it, dude. Oh, I, I don't think our, I don't think our listeners understand what a big deal that was because we have been trying for so long to get Tara Reed on this podcast, and what it started off was we would contact people who would claim to be her reps, and then they weren't, and so we would like spend all this time talking to people and then months later find out like oh you don't even represent Tara Reed or you know these publicist managers it was like the weirdest like maze trying to get to her and it took her it took us literally years to finally get through to her and I am so excited that just happened so let me ask you this Dax we always have people write in our Facebook group off the record they're always like you guys should have Jennifer Coolidge on you should have Miranda Lambert on why was Tara Reed so high on your list she she's high on our listeners list too. She was high on my list because yes, you're right. why for you specifically? Much, she, because I felt like she was very misunderstood. Number one, 
And I'm, I'm telling you that because of my interaction with her at TMZ and how she came in and like blew me away with how freaking cool she was after years of TMZ roasting her. You know what I'm saying? And she came in. Just TMZ, and guys. Let's make that clear. It wasn't just TMZ. Around. This was everyone roasting her. 100%. But yeah. I, I'm saying because I was at TMZ. So sure, I yeah, yeah. firsthand witnessed roasting. You know what I'm saying? And for her to come in, knock it out of the park, and have a great time, and like joke about herself, joke about us, joke about it all, I, I just had so much respect for that that it's like I've always just wanted to like – I've wanted to tell her number one, but then I've also wanted other people to see how cool she was. So now that you talked to her, you just got to talk to her for 45 minutes, kind of ask every single question that you really wanted to. Now what's your thoughts of her? How has your perspective changed or did it? Like now, what do you think of Tara Reid? No, I, my perspective doesn't change. I, I still really like her. I think she's dope. I think, um, I think she really is, has been misunderstood. I, I, what's interesting is, you know, the parting stuff, uh, her saying, I didn't realize how much it was going to hurt my career. And I think that's kind of sad because she was having fun. She was just enjoying her life. Like every other young kid at the time, like in their twenties, having a good time. And you don't think about the repercussions and why is it that other people like Leo, you see Leo out partying doesn't mean he's going to not get movies. You know, it was like people had a target on her and they went to town and it 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 hurt her career. And that, that it's, it's sucks. Sad. Yeah, it's sad. And as I'm doing this, I'm drinking while doing a podcast. So it's a, my building had a party downstairs and they had free booze. So I was like, all right, I'll take a free beer real quick. Uh, so I've been boozing while doing it. But guys, what, what was your what was your thoughts on the whole thing? I think it's just I wanted to hear from her and I wanted her to say it. And I didn't want her to say it, but I was just curious that she would admit to it like that whole label hurt her career and it did because she was a good she had a good career she was so pretty i mean she was at that time you know in that that era the maxim magazines the fhm all that stuff was so big she was on the cover of that stuff. she was a sex symbol but then she got labeled because it was good storyline it was a good angle for people to buy mm -hmm. magazines and of course she was the um everyone made money off her except her yeah. And it's a little bit sad in a way. However, I think it's really cool that she could kind of keep punching and laugh at herself and address it because mm -hmm. she couldn't address it back then because there was no social media. She just had to kind of accept the punches. And even maybe when she wanted to speak about it, the media would still say, you know what? We're in control of your voice. So we're going to actually not air your thing, air your, your clean laundry. We're going to just air your dirty laundry. So it was a little bit sad. I mean, it was just a period of time when people did that. Now, I... But again, she very honest in this interview, and it's just one of those things where just like I don't know, like I, I, I when we again I said this is my fourth time saying when we started this podcast, we said who do we want on, and she was like on the top of our list, and she just came on, and for me she delivered, you know, it was just cool to hear her, her side of everything. So, but um, thank you guys for listening, and honestly, we wouldn't have gotten Tara Reid if you guys didn't support us because our audience got big enough. Where Tara said, you know what? Their audience is good. I'm going to come on the Hollywood Raw podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys like and subscribe us on YouTube. We do have a video portion of this podcast on YouTube. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram at Hollywood Raw Pod. We also have a Facebook group that we said in the interview called Hot at 
uh, well, it's called Off the Record, where we kind of, at, you know, we kind of interact with you guys. You guys kind of talk to each other. We find out stuff that's going on in Hollywood news. It's just a really cool community. Uh, find me at, at Adam Glenn. Find Dax Holt at, at Dax Holtz. And go See leave us a later. review, please. If you like this episode, go tell us why you like this episode. Go to iTunes, scroll to the bottom, um, leave a review, five stars, and just say, you know, maybe what you learned about Tara, what you liked about it, whether or not we were annoying. I don't care. Just leave five stars because it helps us massively. So thank you guys for all your support. We appreciate it. Dude, that was like bucket list shit right there. Love it. Bye, guys. A Huda Media Production.